Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com purpose. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking, intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York, formulated with chili pepper. Lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and coco zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. you baby oh 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 it's christmas time it's a podcast where me nicole byer tries to figure out how i'm still single even though you could dress up in santa claus shimmy down my chimney and i don't mean my pussy land in my living room and say you get nothing but coal and then the coal is just lumps of your cum that's hard anyway <laughs> my <laughs> My guest today <laughs> is a legendary drag queen who competed on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 3, All-Star Season 1, and 4. She's the host of Drag Den, the first Filipino drag competition, now streaming worldwide on Prime Video. It's Manila Luzon! Hey, my boo, hey girl, hey! Hi, 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 how are you? Oh my gosh, I am so fantastic. Happy holidays, Nicole. Happy holidays. Do you like Christmas? I do. I love Christmas. You know why? It's because it is over the top. It is accessorized <laughs> like a drag queen, honey. <laughs> it is pretty accessorized like right. a drag queen. You know, like that old that old saying of Coco Chanel, like, take something take, off before yes. you leave the house. No, Christmas, Christmas is, like, is no, like, no, leave it all on, honey. Put more tinsel all over me. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you got married on Christmas Eve. Yeah, five. This this Christmas, uh, my husband and I are celebrating our five-year anniversary. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, we got married on Christmas Eve. It was so romantic and so much fun. <sighs> That's so sweet. Where was it? Well, um, it was in Vegas. We eloped. 
See, my oh. husband and I, yeah, my husband and I were like, oh, we, we were struggling to figure out how to make our wedding special. And I was like, I'm not mm-hmm. getting married at the Hil- airport Hilton ballroom A and B. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't going to do all that. I wasn't going to have like, you know, I, and then I was like, I want it to be a party. And then, yes. I, and, but the problem was is that like, I'm a Filipino. My husband, he's Puerto Rican Chilean. We both have gigantic families. We put our mm-hmm. list together. And just our family, without our friends, without our coworkers, without our extras, we had over 200 guests just to invite, just with family. That's too many. That's too many people. That's too many people to feed. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm a That's drag so queen. <laughs> so I'm used to like being the center of attention every yes. at every party and getting doll, dolled up. So I was like, I don't need this. So we decided just to elope and we went to Las Vegas on Christmas Eve. I love that. Okay. Were you flying from LAX? Did you fly from LA? Uh, yeah, actually, I had just finished a, a drag queen, like a, a Christmas tour with a bunch of drag mm-hmm. queens. And I had gotten back that morning. And I was like, okay, my, my tour's over and I'm going to get married this after this evening. So I I landed in LA from wherever I was on tour. I took like a quick hour nap and then we boarded a flight immediately um, to Las Vegas. And then we went from there. That's cute. Okay. How did your family react? You have such big families. Were they insulted that they were not invited? Um, no, it's kind of my family's fault that we decided (laughs) just to elope because like, like we were trying to figure out the schedule. Like my, my parents are like, Oh no, we we, we can't do a We can't do a wedding until two, two you know, th- two years from now. You know, Cause I don't know. I guess I'm as a drag queen. I'm just so used to like, what, whatever, like what, whatever party I'm uh-huh. doing this weekend. But like my, my family, they, they like have like vacation days and jobs and they have to schedule mm, yes. it. And my cousin was getting married around the same time. So I was like, mm-hmm. screw it. Like, so one of the reasons why we did, uh, Christmas Eve is because we knew that like for our anniversaries we would always be with our family to oh, celebrate. Oh god, that's so fucking sweet. Yes. And um <sighs> and like just greedy because like we get to hijack like the holidays and make it for us. So, <laughs> and make it about yourself. Yeah, so every Christmas oh Eve god. dinner, like we have to stop everything and be like, by the way, we're celebrating our marriage again. <laughs> you weren't invited to the first time but we're gonna make it special tonight here's a toast how did you and your husband meet michael and i met at a viewing party in new york city isn't that crazy (laughs) that is wait were you hosting the viewing party or were you i was hosting yeah in full drag yeah okay yeah he'd come with his frat brother Uh uh-huh and (laughs) they were like well i was i was doing my viewing parties at this um at Boxers New York City, which is like a gay sports oh, of bar. Course. In Chelsea, right? Yeah, they have all these TV screens. So, you know, mm-hmm. like it's a drag race. It's a sport, right? <laughs> yes, it's, it's the gay it's national sport. sport. So my husband and his frat brother had come in to like play pool and, and, and pretend to be butch. Mm-hmm. But um, he had heard like the TVs playing with my voice on it. And then like during the commercial breaks, I would like speak. And he was like, wait a minute, that's the same voice. And then he introduced himself to me. And that's how we met. Did he hit on you or it was just like introducing How did it evolve? So I'm okay. I'm having trouble speaking to people in person because I don't fucking know how to do it. So when you meet someone in person, like, what did he say? Was he like, hi, hello. I think you're cute. I want to go out. Or was it just like, oh, you're on TV. What a treat. I want to say number two. But to be honest, 
I was drinking a lot mm-hmm. and I don't actually <laughs> even remember meeting my husband for the first time. Wow. I just know the story, so I tell it because, you know, like I, I, I meet a lot of people who like come up to me. Oh, sure. I was working, so I was taking pictures. But I do remember, I do remember meeting him the second time. Because okay. I do remember him coming back the next week and he brought another mm-hmm. frat brother and he brought like more. And I was like, oh, I like this guy. I don't remember meeting you the first time, but he came back and you brought more people mm-hmm. to my show. So I was like, oh, okay, I like that. So, I, you know, I, mean, I feel embarrassed that I don't remember the first time meeting my husband. But Ew, it's fine. I don't remember a lot of the first times I meet people and I have terrible stories where they're like, you fell right down or <laughs> or like you tripped or whatever. <laughs> but like, okay, so the second interaction, I'm trying to figure out how this like evolved. I'm trying, I'm like studying so I can take uh, it into my life yes. and maybe do it to somebody. Ooh, well, um, you have one thing. Um, that also I had, which was fame, because you were on TV, so people recognize you. <laughs> okay, I think that really, I think that really helps because um, I, f- I feel like because I was on a reality TV show and I was just being myself. I feel like people got to like people think they know me, mm-hmm. you know, or at least they, they. I think I think they know me because like I was going out there and telling my story, and so that's the good old icebreaker. I don't have to, I don't have to like talk about me. Like when I Mm -hmm. meet someone, all I have to do is ask them questions and meet and learn about them, which is kind of nice, which is kind of nice. Okay. Although because I'm a drag queen, I am a narcissist. So I do like to talk about myself. So (laughs) yeah. But okay. So he brings other people back and was it like, you exchange numbers then, or like, I'm really trying to figure out how this evolved. Okay, well, TBH, like, he looked like he was like, maybe like the kind of what would be down to like, you know, do a little smoking of the reefer. Okay. And so I had asked him like, if he had anything to smoke. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how we, you know, like we passed the peace pipe and we got to know each other that way. So okay, I, I like that, that. Yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was all very like fluid, chill. And, you know, chill and organic. I wasn't actually expecting like a romantic situation with him, and to be honest, I was just looking for like a hit. <laughs> Okay, this is exhausting. I feel like every fucking person I talk to is like, I wasn't looking, and they just fell in my lap. And like, love is love, and we've been married for 32 years, and it's so annoying, because I'm constantly looking. I am always on the hunt. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I oscillate between like, do I want a relationship? Do I just want to hook up? I was like... Uh, I have this like spreadsheet of people I've hooked up with and I fully forgot about this guy that I hooked up with. Um, and I was like thinking about it the other day and this was like um, a while ago, but <laughs> I like went to his house. Uh, he lived on Western and Santa Monica. And this is in the phase where I was like, whatever, let's hook up. And as we were hooking up, he said to me, he goes, would you move to Hollywood for a white dick. And I was like, wait, what? Uh, what? This is this is the strangest thing anyone has ever said to me. And I truly looked back and was like, I don't think so. And he was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's Hollywood. I mean, like Hollywood's like one of those places where you think, like everyone thinks like, oh, I'm going to move to Hollywood because, you yeah. know, that's all they know about LA is Hollywood. Yeah. 
And then they get and there and they like, realize what? like one block in Hollywood could be like the poshest block in all of Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And then the next one could be like the shadiest part of town where you could get gunned down. Like uh-huh. seriously. No, don't move to Hollywood. Not even for Dick. Uh-uh. I mean, I, I lived in Hollywood for a little bit, but it was like more east. And then now I live fully on the east side. Um, and I was just like, what the fuck? And then as he was fucking me, I was like, fuck me harder. And then he went, I'm trying. And I was like, maybe I don't want to just hook up with people. Maybe I need to be chill and find love. Um, just, yeah. I'm, it's getting sadder and sadder and sadder. Where is he? Well, I did see like this intuitive lady who then she told me that I'm going to find someone next year. And I was like, okay. Wait, like 2023? That's what she said. That's oh. what her intuition told her. So I, I'm on, okay, I guess I have to stop looking. Ugh. Or Well, actually, well, she told you you're going to find them. So it looks like, it seems like you have to do the the searching. Oh my God, you're right. I should right? have recorded exactly what she said, but whatever. Okay, okay, okay. But I mean, like, I guess, I don't know. Like, it, yeah, it just kind of fell into my lap. It was actually really inconvenient, to be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait. It was why, really, why was it inconvenient? Uh, because I was like going through a really like like depressing time in my life. Like I mm. my my partner had passed away mm-hmm. that I had been with for like over like almost seven years. And it was a very like public uh it was a very public like relationship because I was mm-hmm. at the time I was dating another drag queen also from RuPaul's drag race, Sahar mm-hmm. Davenport. And, you know, we kind of were this, like, lesbian drag queen couple that everyone was, like, so weirded <laughs> out by. And so when she sadly passed, like, I, I was like, that's when I had met Michael. And mm-hmm. I felt so, I felt so weird because, like, I was just, like, this emotional hole. And, like, he kind of, you know, he kind of, like, made me see that there was, like, a a way out like there was like a little bit of light and I remember thinking mm-hmm. like when I met him I was like this is the kind of guy that I want to be with now like this per- person might not be the guy but like this is giving me like a little glimpse as to what could be and so it made me really hopeful that like after like I had just lost someone's lost someone I was like okay th- there might be something else but the problem was that for me I was like there's not enough time for me to like mourn like it literally happened like almost like the next day you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it was and then all of a sudden I was like falling in love and I didn't know if it was just because I was like emotionally like destroyed that it was mm-hmm. like easy to like move in on me and like whatever but like then I was like you know what I have to like not really think about like what the audience of TV is going to think of me moving on with my life and my relationship mm-hmm. and then just kind of like accept this like thing that fell in my lap, you know, like I, I didn't, I, I felt bad because I was like, I'm everyone expects me to like mourn my, the loss of my former partner. But like, I have this like amazing guy who just came into my life and like, I don't want to like just throw away this opportunity because it's a bad timing. Um, so it was, it, it was like, I was very, hesitant and very careful and I and making sure like this was like like real because mm-hmm. honestly like I like you I just wanted to like get dick down I needed it <laughs> you know like I needed I needed some dick I needed a big hard cock inside of me in my mouth in my hole sometimes that's all you need especially yes. when you're sad you're like 
just you know something inside that's <laughs> that's that's us alive because yeah. I feel dead inside. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and it just so happened. And I don't know if it was just because like I was like really in my emotions, where it like whatever, but like I was like this guy is too good to just kind of pass up as a mm-hmm. as a um, as a uh, like a, like a one night stand. Okay, maybe like a two night stand. Do you think like having someone new in your life while you're mourning helped your mourning? Like, do you think it helped a little bit more to have like someone to lean on when you're like not feeling the best? Yeah, because like I was restructuring everything. I had I like left New York City and I got an apartment Mm -hmm. out here in Los Angeles. I was restructuring like my entire life because I, I just had to I had to. Like, I, I couldn't dwell in the past anymore. So I just mm-hmm. kind of was like, I just took a leap. You know, I was like, why not? Because, like, I had met my, I had met Michael in New York City. And then shortly after, like, well, we cooked up and then I, mm-hmm. I never heard back from him. And I was like, oh, oh. So this is why I was like, mm, okay, I like this guy. This might not be the one because he didn't call me back okay. after like I let him hit that, let him tap that ass. <laughs> and then I didn't hear from him. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe I just need to find someone that like that's like this. Um, mm-hmm. But it turns out he actually lost his phone. How convenient. Mm-hmm. How convenient. And between the time that he lost his phone and when I had, like, went through some of my, like, Facebook messages from, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you get Facebook messages from, like, random people. Like, I had was, like, searching and I was like, oh, oh, there's that guy. And he had given, um, so I had, like, texted my number. And he immediately called me back. But I had gotten this phone uh, phone call from a, a California number. And I was like, oh, it's Hollywood. They're calling me to be a star. <laughs> but it was him. And he's like, oh, I moved to, I moved to L.A. Oh, how funny! And that's where like you were moving to. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna try try L.A. Like, there's uh, like it was L.A. was calling me. Like, it was like the mm-hmm. winter. I didn't want to do with New York City winter. I just wanted to like be someplace chill and warm. And there was some great Puerto Rican Chilean dick waiting for me. Mm-hmm. He picked me up from the airport when I came out. That's love. I have picked maybe three people up from the airport ever in my whole life. Exactly. Get the Uber. Yeah, because at this point, I'm just like, oh, perfect. I'm going to get picked a free ride from the airport because mm-hmm. LAX is a, a shithole when Terrible. it comes One to like worst. getting. Yes. So I get a free ride and then he's going to smoke me out and then he's going to suck my dick. And then that's all I thought. That's all I thought. The trifecta. What a dream. Three, three dazzling things. And that was like, I was like, okay. And then after that, I would like, you know, go meet up with my friends who live in Los Angeles. And then I, like, I just, I was like hooked. I got, I got addicted. You got addicted to that dick. Yo, um, so who proposed to who? Oh, I did the proposing. Okay. Yes. Was um, it like special? Was it um was it alone at your house? Where was it? Tell me. Ooh. Okay, so I told you my husband he's uh he's part Chilean. So mm-hmm. I had gotten a gig in Santiago, Chile. Oh. Where his father and his family are from. So I thought this is like the perfect place because he, he he's always talked about when he was like a teenager, he went to go visit his family in Chile and I was like this is perfect. So I had bought a ring at the mall. Okay. At the mall. 
I love it. Yes, honey. One of the jewelry stores. <laughs> like a cute little like wedding band with like a little tiny diamond in it because like, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted it to be like legit engagement ring. So there was like a fleck of a diamond that was probably chipped off a, a bigger diamond that they'd like were like, okay. oh, it's a fleck. You'll we should love probably to see it. We could probably put this in something and we put, put that in the this. ring. Let's mm-hmm. repurpose. Repurpose. And so like um I had this wedding ring in my pocket, but I had never been to Chile. So I didn't know where mm-hmm. I was going to propose. So I'm in this different country and I had these ideas and um, I was there for um, a drag gig. So like the promoter was kind of touring us around and kind of, you know, just being a third wheel. And I'm like, God, that's really, you know, I can't propose to him with this dude here. But um, (laughs) yeah, we had like uh, a morning afternoon before my show in Santiago, Chile. Mm -hmm. And we had it alone. So we went to... The tallest building in South America at a whopping 60 something floors. Like, it's not oh, damn. Tall. Okay. It's it's not tall compared to most skyscrapers, but in yeah, Chile, it's like, the tallest one. Doesn't seem like that much. No, it's not, but it's the tallest one in all of, like, I guess South America's like, we don't need, we don't care about tall buildings. Like, well, I mean, tall buildings are kind of stupid. Like, who needs them? Whenever I have to go to like the hundredth floor of something, whenever <laughs> I'm always going to the hundredth floor. No, I mean well, that's where like, your penthouse is, right? <laughs> yeah, and the elevator takes so long for me to get home. I know, I know. Sometimes I'm like, should I just should I let? What's what's better? Should I lay my helicopter on the roof or should I just take the elevator from the ground no, floor? I up? usually yeah. just take the elevator so people they think I'm normal. No, I what is it? The Chrysler Building? No, I don't know. I was in some building where we were very high up, and I was like, I don't like this. It's yeah. too high. Yes. Well, it was a great view. And yeah, so then finally I was like, I'm going to propose finally. I had been carrying this, I had been carrying this ring in around my pocket, and we were like sightseeing, and I just kept thinking, like, is this the place? Should this be mm-hmm. the place? Um, so then I just did it, and like he was so cute when I got down on my knee and like Aww. asked him to marry me, and it was super, super adorable. I love that. And then, uh, and then later that night when I had my drag show, I was like, "Hey, do you wanna do you wanna pretend like I'm asking you on the stage, so everyone can see, so we can like mm-hmm. have like a big special moment for us, and then our ch- our my Chilean fans can like feel like they're part of it." And he agreed, and I was like, "And this is a way out. <laughs> if you want to say no, then go ahead. Now's the time." Honestly, that would be very funny if for the performance he was like, absolutely not. And then you had to continue the show. Oh, that my would, God. Like, people would be like, oh, my God, this is uh, awkward. Awkward. <laughs> but in Spanish. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, should mm-hmm. I try it? But I truly don't know. Wait, Manila, real quick. We have to take a break. Temperatures warming up, which means super light styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, all birds' lightest ever shoes, now in fresh colors. A lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these some of the most packable styles ever. 
Super light tree runner, Allbirds most breathable lightweight style yet, made with ultra light foam. The Allbirds super light collection is super comfy and packable, so you can hit the road with less baggage. A light as air feel and Allbirds lowest carbon footprint yet to support every step, all day and all night. Cushy lightweight foam and extra outsole traction give you the grip to go for it. Breathable eucalyptus fiber and comfy midsole for all day adventures. Warmer days, lighter shoes. It's a bird, it's a blade, it's super light. Go ahead, pack light. I love looking down at my feet and seeing all birds' shoes because they are so comfortable. They are so stylish. My little toes are so happy in them. Experience how all birds redefines comfort. Visit allbirds.com and use the code DATEME for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A L L B I R D S.com. Date me. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Okay, so life is hard and a lot of us spend our times wishing that we had more time. The question is time for what? If time is unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's important because therapy is kind of like dating. You got to find someone who works with you. So, you know, if you're not getting good vibes or you're not, you're not feeling it like you, you could just switch no additional charge. Uh, learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp H-E-L-P.com slash date me. Beep bop boop, we're back. Oh, okay. So before you started doing, actually, how what what got you into drag? Tell me. As a li- as a young boy, yes, listeners of the podcast, I am a man. I know my voice <laughs> is really effeminate. Okay. <laughs> um, when I was a boy, I just li- I I like to. I like to go into my closet. Well, my mother had a lot of clothes, so she would put her clothes in her closet, my sister's mm-hmm. closet, and in my closet. So I had like, and she would put her like fancy pieces in my uh-huh. closet because she thought that it would be the safest in my closet. Uh-huh. Except it wasn't because it I wasn't. would always go into my closet because <laughs> there were just these dresses my mom had when I was like maybe like twelve or something like that. Like I would, I would be like I was like the exact same size as my mother when she was like in her twenties. She had all these old dresses. Uh-huh. My mother never threw anything away, so she had these fashions from like the seventies and the eighties. And I was like, here mm-hmm. for it. Um, yeah, I always just loved dressing up. Like, I don't know, women have better clothes than men. I always remember, like, being so jealous of my, uh, my sister. She's a year younger than me. Easter. She would get a bonnet, a pretty new dress, little lace gloves for church. (laughs) And I got to wear pants. Mm -hmm. I had to wear pants, like a, like a stupid, boring, basic bitch. I was like, where's my bonnet? I want to accessorize. Come on. I do think men's fashion could be more fun. It's getting there. I don't understand why it's still not fun. Well, it's getting there. I'm, I'm really, I'm really impressed and a little bit jealous of like what the the gay boys, what the twinks at the clubs are wearing these days. They're wearing like crop tops and these like amazing little just fashion outfits with little you know, pearl chokers <laughs> and, you know, eye makeup and their chromatica Oreos. And I don't know. Like the, the chromatica so- Oreos were very gross. Did you eat one? 
Um, no, I couldn't find them. And also, like, I try not to eat Oreos because, like, I like a pack of Oreos for me is like a like a fun size, you know, what single serving. So <laughs> I try not to eat Oreos. There, I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. But also, I like chocolate Oreos. I don't like. I don't want a freaking pink Oreo. That's weird to me. I don't care if Lady Gaga does it. Yeah, they weren't good. I did not like it. Where was yeah. your first drag show? Like, where did you first start performing? Was it in New York? My first drag show was. I'm from. I'm from Minnesota. So my very first time ever being in drag and performing was in Minneapolis at the Gay Nineties, which is one of the fiercest clubs still for me. Like they they had like like that was that was a really good introduction for me. And ever since, like I've just been kind of like. Wow, the the drag, the the backstage, the dressing room, the stage at the Gay Nineties was so good. Like when I went to New York City, I was like, "Oh, this is a little disappointing." Um, but yeah. um, <laughs> I had just come out of the closet. My girlfriend from high school like asked, like she confronted me. She's like, "Are you gay?" And I was like, oh, "Maybe." And then I was like, "Oh." So then I had to like deal with this like crazy breakup with my girlfriend at the time, which was like. Did she say why she suspected you were gay? Um, yeah. I think she had, like, cheated on me with a guy. And then she was like, Uh oh, this is what a straight guy ravishing my beautiful teenage body is supposed to feel like. And I was like, I can't compete with that. So, you know. Honestly, pretty funny to cheat on your boyfriend and then go, wait, what? This is what we're doing? Are you gay? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what happened. And then you like, uh... <laughs> but it's so funny because it's like, she's fully in the wrong. <laughs> yeah, she was. It was quite devastating. And then we had to divvy up <sighs> our, our, our friends and that was a fucking hot mess. So what happened was, is that like, I was just, I was just like really, I was just really depressed because like, you know, I had thought that I had been doing like the Meryl Streep acting mm-hmm. of the century, thinking that like everyone <laughs> thought that I was straight. Turns out when I told everyone that I was gay, everyone was just kind of like nodded in, in that like, yeah, baby, Yeah, you know. like nodded and smiled and they're like, oh, okay, oh, I'm, oh, glad, what, I'm what? glad you know now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was a little devastated. And then I was like, you know what? Now that I'm like, gay i guess hey maybe now is a perfect time for me to like e- explore these like desires i had to like dress up and and drag and that's mm-hmm. really what kind of that's really drag really is what helped me figure out who i was as a gay person like a newly sprouted blooming homosexual um, mm-hmm. drag, drag was the thing that like really kind of changed that for me. And so I, I owe so much, um, to, to drag for like my own healing, for my own growth, for my mm-hmm. own coming out. It really helps, uh, create that confidence, um, in me. So like, yeah, thank you drag for coming and thank you mom for having all those dresses in my closet. <laughs> I very much love that. Um, let's talk about drag race for a little bit. So, well, you were in a relationship while you were on drag race. You didn't really have any time being single. I usually ask, like, I ask the girls, like, does dating change after being on the show? But here I'll ask this. Did people try to like hook up with you while you were touring? Uh, after being on the show. Nicole, yes. And I also tried to hook up with people while touring. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I'm I'm still trying to hook up with people while touring. I love it. I love this truth of yours. Let's just, let's just, like, fuck yeah. Like, this is, you know, I'm fucking famous. Don't you want to 
Fuck me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Although I will say this, Nicole. Yes. I, I I usually stop myself before I actually follow through with it. I just like okay. the I just like that I just like the attention the and the I just chase and the attention. Okay. Yes, and I also believe that the idea of having sex with Manila Luzon is always going to be better than actually having sex with Manila Luzon. <laughs> Oh, no. I don't know. Maybe it would be fantastic. Maybe it would be mind-blowing. You don't know. Well, there will be some blowing, definitely. I don't know if it's going to be (laughs) mind-blowing, but... But there'll just be some blowing. Yeah. Um, What's, like, the weirdest thing anyone has done while on tour to get, like, your attention or try to hook up with you? Mm, See... The weirdest thing is, and it's 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 very common actually for for a lot of us queens that like you know finally get to like bring someone back to our hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of like I met this cute boy, and um, I brought him back to my hotel, and then um, I had like gone to the excuse myself to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and then I came back out, and he was completely naked. And putting on one of my dresses. Oh, no. Ooh, wait. You got to ask before you do that. Those costumes are expensive. Uh, well, not that one, because this is back, this is in my <laughs> earlier days when, like, drag was just something sparkly and stretch fabric, so I wasn't too mad, but, like, I was, I was, I remember being a little disappointed because I was like, well, I was, like, I was, like, waiting for the whole, like, foreplay of, like, convincing you to undress and, and whatever, uh-huh. but I had just come out of the bathroom, and he, he was already fully undressed and, he was and like, wearing my dress. clothing. That's honestly, truly one of the funniest things I've ever heard. That would shock yeah. me so much just to be like, oh, okay, uh, all right, I guess that's what you're into, and that's what we're going to do. Um, okay, I have a question. Yeah. So what? on season three, you got to witness live Yara Sophia playing Amy Winehouse in the Snatch Game, which is, to me, one of the most iconic performances of our generation. <laughs> so we all know the show's edited. How much more unhinged was it in person? Um, <laughs> uh, Yara Sophia is like completely out of this world like it is i love her she's in she's insane just to like be around the like chaotic energy is just Mm -hmm. it's just a lot of fun so um i remember it being like a complete i don't it was like one of those things where you're like (laughs) this person sucks at the snatch game but Uh it's so fucking crazy that you know that it's going to be like good tv and you know, uh-huh. like on, on RuPaul's Drag Race, I think the Snatch Game is always like that—that that thing where you're like, it's either going to be like best, and I'm going to be laughing my ass mm-hmm. off, or it's going to be like the auditions from American Idol, where people just <laughs> suck, and I'm pointing and laughing at them, and it makes me feel better about myself because I'm not up there making a fool of myself like that. And um, Yara Sophia was—it's this weird thing where it's this like combination, like where. Two things are happening at the same time that shouldn't be happening. Like a terrible snatch game, but mm-hmm. the most entertaining thing to watch because she's she's got this thick Puerto Rican accent. Yes. English is not her first language. Even Alexis Mateo, who is also Puerto Rican, would say, Yeah, you think that like 
you can't understand her because she's speaking Spanish, but mm-hmm. I speak Spanish and I still can't understand what she's saying. You know? <laughs> Then she's trying to do, on top of that, a British accent. In, which, a British accent? Uh. Harry Potter! Harry Potter! <laughs> Hilarious. Crazy. Uh, you've been a part of, like, some of my favorite moments on Drag Race. Um, the... Untucked I'm episode. Ha! Huh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll teleport us to Mars! That, that shit? <laughs> yes! Yes! It was so funny. I love Tammy Brown. That was All Stars 1, right? All Stars 1, Tammy Brown. It is the most iconic Snatch Game moment in all of the world. There will never be a, uh, an untucked episode that it was as chaotic, as random, as confrontational and dramatic There's as another, that one episode. Wait, yeah, that's uh, Mimi. Change your dress, Mimi. Change your Change, change it around. It around. <laughs> yes! That's when Mimi I first got so pissed, she walked off set. Was, yes, yes, And yes. then walked right back on. And because uh-huh. she was like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm a drag queen. I gotta have this TV, uh, this moment caught on camera. Gotta have that TV time. Yes. God, that's that's great. That episode's great. Um, another untucked that I love is, wait, were you there for the sugar daddy thing? That was... No, but we heard because that was back in the that was back in the day when they had like the gold lounge. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So we were in the other room, and it was like my it was my team because like my team was in the bottom. So we thought we were yes. all nervous, and then we heard some screaming going on in the other room. We're like, "What are they fighting about? They won the challenge. Uh-huh. Like, what are they going <laughs> off about?" Uh. And it was pretty insane. So, so all of us were like, oh, well, well they're fighting. So, so kick them off. Don't kick any of us <laughs> off. Kick them off. They're fighting. They're bad. Let yeah. them go. <laughs> that goes against the rules and regulations that are, you know, what rules and what, whatever rules and regulations mm-hmm. there were. <laughs> and then, truly, you've been a part of so many iconic moments on that show. And then when Naomi Small sent you home on All Stars while you were the front runner. Um, which was like <laughs> the elimination heard around the world. Uh-huh. Um, truly wild. Like people were like, oh my God. And I was like, me personally, I wanted to see more of you on the show, but I understood it. I was like, of course, everyone who's like eliminating the worst girl, I'm like, that means you don't want to win. You got to eliminate your competition so you can win. But then she didn't win. <laughs> Yeah, see, that was, like, the part about it. Like, if you make a bold move. Well, I mean, honestly, like, I knew in the show. uh, All-Stars 4, when I returned, having done an All-Stars already, even though the format Mm -hmm. was completely different because All-Stars 1 was done with the partners twist. I don't know why they did that. That was really awful. I thought that was so unfair. Oh, you know why they did that? Because um, the network bought six episodes, but the production company wanted to have 12 queens, so they thought... How are we going to have 12 queens? How can we eliminate two of them at a time? Um, and so I think that's kind of like what they were. And they're trying to, they were trying to do a twist or something different to make it, to separate I it from see. the regular show. Well, World of Wonder, it was not the move. <laughs> Although I will say, I will say that if they ever wanted to do a, sh- um, a series with partners, that would be actually really fun. Because I love, like, the amazing race when you see, like, two people mm-hmm. that, like, know each other and are, like, competing with each other. Like, that would be sickening. Because, mm-hmm. like, had they, to- had they told us, 
Like it would be, it would have been really cool to like me and Latrice like get together before the show and like, oh, yeah, and like plan and, like, shit out, plan our yeah. plan our outfits and plan what and plan stuff so that we when we compete we could compete as like a team. Like you know mm-hmm. when you go to the when you go to the Olympics and you're doing partners on ice skating, you don't just like get randomly paired with someone. You like you go yes. to the Olympics with your partner. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. that would be really cool. So I'm not saying that it's a bad idea. It just wasn't fully realized the way they think I think that they wanted it to be. Um, and definitely like, you know, when you try to switch up the format of drag race, the, you know, people are just so like, like in the, in the zone and of like how mm-hmm. you're supposed to do it, that they think that there's no other way to do it. Well, with that, I was like, it just went so fast. I was like, I want more time with these Queens that I love. Cause it was, um, they did it after season four. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We had so, some yeah. sickening Queens. Yes. Yeah. That's what I mean. I was like, we have Nina flowers and we're trying to send her home quick. Like what Pandora box was paired with poor Mimi or poor, poor Pandora was paired with Mimi. Um, and Pandora gave up immediately. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't blame her. I would have been feeling the same way too. If I got same. stuck. And with. I don't talk shit about people publicly, but she was so rude to me at DragCon that I do not care. Oh, Damn. Rude. Oh my gosh. I was like, all right, I guess you are first. What? A drag queen being rude? Never. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Yeah, I was so shocked. I said, why is this happening to me? (laughs) Don't you know who I think I am? (laughs) Don't you know? Honestly, at that point, I don't think anybody knew who I was. It was years and years and years ago. Well, I've had those I've had those moments where people like meet me and I'm not at my best and I'm like hungry or tired or I'm just like trying mm-hmm. to piss or trying to get to the bathroom. You know, I, I've had literally people I, I've been to DragCon and like there's no private restroom for the drag no. queens. So if no. I have to go pee, I have to go to like the public restroom and I'm literally like parked up to a urinal like trying to like untuck and take a piss before I like wet my tights and people are literally there standing with their phones, like waiting for me to turn around to finish mm-hmm. and to be like, can we take a picture? I'm like, we're in a bathroom. That's fun. Yeah. Which is fully, fully wild. And honestly, just wait outside. You yeah. have to leave at some point. I mean, I don't have to, I could spend my whole time in the bathroom. I guess I you mean, could be but- like, find me in the bathroom. You can get your pictures and get your fucking, uh, Thing yeah. kind. I'll be at I'll be at stall three by the glory hole. <laughs> okay. Tell me about like the difference of like drag here and drag in the Philippines. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I had been wanting to go ever since I was on RuPaul's Drag Race because like on season three, I had heard from some fans in the Philippines that they started like they started airing um, season three specifically because I was on it in like mm-hmm. some television show in the Philippines. So I was like, yes, I'm going to the Philippines. So I finally made it after years and years and years, I finally made it to the Philippines and baby, I was floored. I have, I have been traveling around the U S I've seen drag from different countries, but I was not prepared for like just the dedication that the Queens in the Philippines have, the creativity because like the Philippines is a third world country. So like they don't have like the, the full fantasy that we have here in the States. So they, they Mm -hmm. can make their, but they make their costumes work for them. Like you'd be looking up close and be like, Oh bitch, I I see what you did there. Like that's like a really clever way of making, you know, something sparkly or, you know, taking some things that wouldn't Mm -hmm. necessarily be what you would think it would be in a costume, but like making it work and making it look glamorous. 
I went to, I did my first show in the Philippines at this place called Obar. And the O Divas, the cast there, they they arrive to the venue at like two o'clock in the afternoon. And mm-hmm. then they do rehearsals, dance rehearsals for the show that night. And then the shows, then they start getting in drag. So they're there from like two o'clock in the afternoon oh until like six o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. Because they do like multiple shows throughout the night and each of the shows are different. And I just sat there watching like amazing drag performance after amazing drag performance. And I was like, these drag queens are turning it like full production numbers, full dance numbers, group numbers, like, like full on every number was different. They did three shows, I think throughout the night and they were all completely different. And I was amazed because these queens, you know, a lot of them like were traveling into the city from like, you know, where they live with their families, like, you know, their poor families. Some of them would even like just sleep in the dressing room for the next day because it Mm -hmm. just was easier for them just to like catch, catch some sleep and then like do the show the next day. I was thrilled because like, I thought that I was a dedicated drag queen. I thought I was dedicated Mm -hmm. to the art of drag and the, the Queens in the Philippines, they were doing something like I had never seen. And their passion for it was beyond anything that I had ever witnessed before. And so, like, I had always wanted to, like, somehow shine a light and bring more attention to Filipino drag. I was telling it to all my drag queen friends. I was like, hey, if you ever go to the Philippines, you got to go check out the drag queens there. Like, they're, um, they'll amaze you. Like, they were, when I did my show, they're like, hey, would you like to fly? During your number? Because we have this, like, wire here we can hook you up to. Uh-huh. And you can just, like, f- do a fucking full Peter Pan around above yeah, the audience. It's, and I was I've like, seen some videos, and it's fucking wild. Yes! And that's, like, the professional drag shows. That's not even talking about, like, just the people getting up and drag, you know, at the, at the street parties. Because mm-hmm. they will do full on. Have you ever seen those videos on Facebook or, or on on YouTube where like there's like just drag queens battling, like like climbing yes. up the side of a wall yes. and like getting like yes. just going into a basketball hoop and then dropping into the splits. <laughs> like yes. that's the kind of drag they do out in the Philippines. It is over the top. It's crazy. Um, it doesn't matter if you're if you are the most glamorous because like mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just Filipinos are just so pretty. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I thought I was the doll, Nicole. I thought I was the beauty. And then you went to the Philippines, and you were like, "Oh, I was the truck driver girl. Ann? I was the, <laughs> I was the Tina Burner, honey. I was the big oh, beast. No. I was yes, honey. I was. I, I'm like such a dude when I go to the, the Philippines. I mean, <laughs> I'm like. I'm like at least a foot and a half taller than everyone else there. So it's just like mm-hmm. I stand out. Um, but yeah, the, the drag in the Philippines is so amazing. So every time I go, I'm, I just always love watching the shows. I love tipping the girls. I always bring um, presents. Mm-hmm. You know, like here's a bunch of, I just brought you a whole bunch of, I, I don't even know if they need anything. I just like to give, like, I'm like, you just need, here's some glue sticks, glue them eyebrows down. <laughs> here's some eyelashes. Like, you, you know, everyone needs more eyelashes, you know? I so. think everyone needs more eyelashes. I fucking love a lash. Yes. I do love the different types of drag there seems to be in the Philippines. And I do, like, I've watched a bunch of those videos where it's just like, like street battling, like two queens fucking dancing it out, climbing up trees and shit. And I'm just like, 
I wish there was more dirty drag here <laughs> or like not dirty, but like just down to earth, gritty, like yeah, let's just like, do it. Like what yeah. we have. Yeah. It's just like drag queens. You see like the, you see like those little kids and they're like, you know, they're like modeling like they are in the Miss Universe pageant, but they're yes. literally just like, they're literally like have like cinder blocks tied to their yes. feet. As platform yes, and shoes. And then like a tie wrapped around their little titties and just like, yeah, and like <laughs> a, I love and it. Like a- giant palm branch like as like a yes. like a feather backpack like that's the I kind of stuff it. that the i creativity. love creativity yeah because like drag is a fantasy and like, honestly like if you can create the fantasy where someone else watching also follows your fantasy mm-hmm. like follows what you're giving giving like it's great because like i feel like these days we don't get to use our imaginations as much no we're all just copying each other from like instagram and shit yeah, like we we can't even want we have to now like our TV shows can't just be like on like a cute little st- sound stage. They got to be like million dollar episodes, mm-hmm. you know, full special effects, like full on Disney Plus, like Marvel Cinematic Universe, like that style. <laughs> like you can't yeah. even watch like a like a like a silly sitcom anymore where it's just like three walls and a door and just like in front of a live studio audience, like the fantasy is no longer there. And I think that the drag in the Philippines definitely reminds you that like, we all have our imaginations. We all, we all can like share in this like theatrical experience where we're sharing our energy, our combined energies and creating something that is unique to Mm -hmm. that moment that only lives in that exact moment. And um, um, that's why I love the drag in the Philippines. I mean, that's what I like about drag too. In in general, I feel like because of the popularity of drag and it's always stepping its pussy up, like sometimes we forget about that. But honestly, some of the most amazing drag is the busted, hilarious, we don't give a shit drag. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. Some of the funniest things I've seen are like, oh, just like, I don't know. Like I think about Lalaurie's bag look. It's so funny. (laughs) It is so funny to me. I just had her on the podcast and I was like, I really regret when I was judging, not saying how funny it was. <laughs> Cause, and it wasn't like, I don't mean like, I'm not like ha 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 funny. I'm just like, that's just really funny. That's like I don't ridiculous. think anyone would think to just glue bags to a corset. Like I don't think anyone would ever think of that. And she was just like, yeah, I mean, I, I did it. <laughs> Yeah, and I think about it and it makes me laugh. And that's like, I think that's what art should do. Art should like make you think about it again. And like, if it elicits laugh, then it's like, laugh. If it elicits laugh, that was a bad sentence. Yeah. If it elicits laughter, then like, I think it did its job. Yeah, I I think that's like a really important about drag. And I think we a lot of us have to remind ourselves that drag is not the real thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, an it's not supposed it's a to. It's not whatever. It's not supposed to be the real thing. It can come close, but that's what I love about Very drag. Cool. Is like you can go onto an empty stage in a crappy, you know, bar. Mm-hmm. And you can show up on that empty stage in this dark corner of a of a club and perform as if you are Marilyn Monroe in a full sound stage MGM like whatever and it's up to the it's up to the imaginations of the drag queen and the audience to like 
live in that fantasy. Like, yes, mm-hmm. she is Marilyn Monroe. She's she's not just on a stage. She's descending from a crystal staircase. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, we all get that like idea and that like fantasy, and I, it's I I think that's like important. I love Alaska Thunderfuck. Yes, because she she plays with the whole idea like drag doesn't have to be the full glamour. Like she mm-hmm. will make that dress out of trash bags. Yeah. But she will make it like voluminous and over the top and dramatic. So that like, you're like, you know, if that was made out of like a hundred, hundred, hundred dollar yard beaded <laughs> uh-huh. fabric, that, that would, would be, be a sick, stunning, stunning bitch. Yeah. I yeah, love that. I mean, I love that she has like a fully quaffed hair and then like you turn to the back and then, just in the back, holding up her it's like a rat nest or like a claw clip with the with a neon green claw clip, like uh-huh. just giving away all of the secrets. Like this is you have gone behind the curtain and you are seeing what you're not supposed to see. I like mm-hmm. that part of drag. I think that's I think that's totally acceptable to like clock a bitch's lace front or to have <laughs> or to have lumpy pads. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? I think that like I, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, obviously for like, if you're going to go on TV, you might want to like polish her up a little bit. Don't you know? think so. I think as long as you're funny and have a personality and you're bringing something to the table, I think you can have all the lumps you want. Um, I agree on all the bags you want. Yes. All, the, all of them. Anything you want. Okay. Manila, real quick. We got to take another break. A full, rich love exists in all of us, and wearing a locket can really help symbolize that. Guess what? Pandora is bringing back a beloved, an iconic piece of jewelry. You guessed it, the locket. The locket charm from Pandora opens and closes so you can keep something precious inside, like a note from a loved one, lace from your wedding dress, or even a photo of your pet. No matter what you choose to keep inside of it, you can keep it close to your heart always. Plus, inside the locket is an engraved message. Today, tomorrow, always. To remind you that love is in everything you do. The back is blank for your own engraving. Engraving is available online in select stores. Pandora's new infinity chain design also makes the perfect partner for the new locket dangle charms. Pandora also offers so much more than just charms. You can shop rings, necklaces, earrings, and bracelets too. At Pandora, you'll find jewelry perfect for any style with each piece expertly crafted and hand-finished in genuine metals. Shop now at a store near you or online at Pandora.net. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better human 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Studies 
degrees from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. I mean, Babbel is super convenient, and it's helped me with real-life conversations like Vamanos Mi Casa, I Gotta Go to My House, or Hamburguesa, Por Favor. It's easy to learn how to order food or ask for directions like I just did, or speak to, to merchants without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited-time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Can we come back, please, from this break? We're back, just because you asked nicely. Okay, so the holidays are coming up. Ho, ho, ho. Mm. Um, what you so, call me? <laughs> I called you a fucking ho, ho, ho. <laughs> You're accurate, accurate. How, okay, how do I get someone, how do I find someone to love me in time for Christmas? Uh, this is airing the 23rd, I believe. So that's two days. How do I get someone for Christmas? Ooh, um, have you tried Craigslist? <laughs> I have not tried Craigslist, but Craigslist might be it might be an option for me. I I mean, yeah, who knows? You know, you should just put up one of those like like missed connection ads, but just make something up and see if it actually comes to life. Comes yeah. Oh my god, that's what I should do. I saw you at the Starbucks and we exchanged looks. I was wearing a hoodie and you were wearing pants. Maybe that's what I do because it's like, okay, so I'm lying. I'm putting out a lie into the world. And then whoever answers it is also putting a lie out into the world. Or they just thought you were someone else. But like <laughs> they, enough time has passed that they don't actually know that it was you. But okay, here's here's the thing that might happen. So mm-hmm. we meet up and then they go, ugh, that's not the same bitch I thought I was talking to. And then I'm like, sorry about it. And then they're like, ugh, I don't like you. Then what do I do? Um, well, it's Craigslist, so what? You you murder them and bury their body in a, in a lake. Ah, there <laughs> we go. I'm going to murder someone and bury them in a lake. I don't think I could murder anybody, though. One, no, I, I don't talk think you should much. murder. Yeah, De- definitely. Like you would be arrested immediately because we'd be talking about it right now on the podcast. And well, I don't. Are you on like the dating apps? Is that a th- is that a thing? I am on all of the dating apps. Truly all of them. I'm on Hinge, OkCupid, Bumble, uh, Tinder, a fat one called Woo Plus. I was on Happen. Mm. I think that's what it was called. Um, I just signed up for Field. um, And then I just signed up for BLK. Um, I was on Coffee Meets Bagel, but I fucking hated that one because you get to like play games to like earn beans to spend on bagels don't ask me what that means i don't fucking know and then i'm on raya i pay too much fucking money for raya and i match with nobody on raya nobody wants me on raya it is how you say a little depressing yeah well okay so maybe the dating apps are not for you they're not for me Um, and then also i don't understand why men just go hey How's it going? You can't think of anything else to say? I mean, it's hard to come up with like a, a good opening line. It's really hard. 
Maybe you should ask people if they want to be on your podcast. Oh, I don't know. Hey, you want to be on my podcast? That might turn people right off to be like, okay, let's publicly talk about relationships and sex before we go out. I mean, I guess. You know, I have no clue. I don't know. Like, I feel like gay dating apps are very different from, like, straight dating apps. Yeah. I, I think that, like, I think gay men are just like... I need some dick and I need it now. Uh-huh. Have you heard of have you heard of this app or it's not an app. Have you heard of the site called Sniffies? It's Yo, like what's it, Sniffies? Sniffies is <laughs> I know it's because they were a sponsor on my podcast with Latrice Royale. Um uh-huh. it's this like website. It's like it's so explicit that it can't be like downloaded from Apple. <laughs> because it's just like they don't <laughs> approve. It's just so bad. Wait, how do you get it then? You have to like hop on your computer? Old school bitch, whatever. But it gives you, it shows like people's, the profiles are just their dicks or their holes. And it just shows oh, you like where no. they where they are. You don't need to know their face. You don't need to, you don't, all but you need see, to know is that. That's so wild to me. I don't think, okay, I'm at sniffies.com. It's a oh. map-based dating app, uh, dating and meetups, fine, fun, local guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like cruising. Like, you know, all the gays used to like cruise, like we'd go to like the rest stops or, you know, like there'd be like some bathroom with a glory hole. It's kind of it's kind of in that vein where it's like it doesn't even matter who they are. It's just it's a dick or it's a hole. Um Wait, this is wild. So you can brow you can log in as a member or you could browse uh just anonymously. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I have to allow it to use my location. I don't know if I want Sniffies to know where I am. Oh, girl, everyone okay. knows. You. I mean, the world, like, the, you know, the cloud knows where you are, girl. Like, is it going to matter know. if you're on Sniffies, okay, too? Okay, so I let it know. Um, there's a lot of men downtown. <laughs> oh, my God. This is wild. This man is just bent over with his dick hanging out. Okay. Yeah, see, I feel like gay dating apps is a little bit more like, let's just do the sex. And then once you get the sex, you're like, hey, you have like that awkward conversation. And sometimes those awkward conversations after you both nut are Uh what forge friendships or relationships. Here's the thing. There's nobody near me. They're all downtown. Oh my God, this one. Well, you live in a nice part of town. You live in a nice part of town. So I can only imagine that like the glory holes are in like the seedy areas. (laughs) This man is 31, 5'10, 130 pounds, 8 inches cut fit. I love it. Can you just forward that to me? I just want to check that out later after this podcast recording. This is wild. This man has a pig emoji over his face, which is pretty funny to me. Um, He is muscular he's verse he's a geek and a bro he's hosting a pump and dump (laughs) (laughs) tuesday at 3 (laughs) p.m 3 p.m girl let's go (laughs) no because sometimes those last really long time this is so funny for me okay well maybe this might not be the way you find a date for your christmas party but it is it is at least a, an, an, a look into what your alternative could be if the Tinder or the bagel meets coffee doesn't work 
for this you. This is so, I really love this man's profile. Okay, he's a nerdy commie muscle cum peg here who loves talking as much man seed, taking as much man seed as possible, as well as felching, breeding, other loaded pigs like myself, right pizza plus, no drugs ever, all colors welcome. Races can F off. That'd be most of you, LOL. I regularly do come dump hotel sessions. <laughs> and then his interaction is anonymous, come and go, <laughs> door open. That's really funny to me. Just come in my house, fuck me, and then leave. Yeah, it's like that Bruno's Mar- Bruno Mars song. <laughs> Oh my god, wait, which Bruno Mars song? (laughs) God, I'm enthralled by sniffles.com. Yes, sniffies. Yes, you gotta you gotta sniffies.com. Use the code Nicole. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Manila, thank you so much for being here. I asked all my guests this. Would you date me? Nicole, I would for sure date you. I would do more than date you. I would marry you. Oh my god! Um, and yes, honey. Thank and you. then like White Lotus, you might be murdered by a bunch of gays on a yacht. Just so be careful. Just I've be careful. I've never seen White Lotus, <laughs> oh. so I don't understand the memes. I don't understand the like theme song thing. I don't get any of it. I didn't watch season one. I didn't watch season two. And I feel and like I'm really missing out on like that's probably why you're single. I mean, maybe that's what it maybe. is. Maybe I didn't watch Sniffies. Game of Thrones either. There's just so many things that everybody watched that I was like, I don't know. I'm not um, here for it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> maybe wow, that's you're why. really maybe judging that's me. <laughs> well, you know what though? I I will say this. I, I it took it took me a really long time to finally watch Game of Thrones. It was until I, I watched uh it was the pandemic when I was like, I have plenty of time mm-hmm. now and I got nothing to watch on TV, so let's watch Game of Thrones. Um yeah, there's like a lot of incest and murder in that in that, so maybe yeah, that's like probably it doesn't seem like happy or fun. Mm-hmm. It seems like dark and like sad. Okay, well, um, yeah, I, I mean, what? Maybe there is someone out there that also hasn't watched Game of Thrones or White Lotus that it would be the perfect person for you to watch it with them. And then you can start a relationship with them. I don't know. You know, that would be, I'm late on everything. I just started watching The Office last year. <laughs> but you are a comedian, so like, <laughs> why would you want to watch a show about some office? Like, that seems like the last thing you want to watch. You know? I mean, it's really funny. I don't know why I waited so long. It is it's pretty hilarious. Well, I mean, she's late to the party. She's late to the relationship. So, and she's late, late to Sniffy's. Everything. Okay, <laughs> Manila, is there anything you want to promote? Of course, of course, of course, Nicole. You know that I, you already spoke about it. I've got my show Drag Den with Manila Luzon on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Prime video, it's around the world. It actually was number one in the Philippines, which is amazing. I'm so proud. Congratulations. I'm so proud of our entire production and all of our drag queens. We have some amazing drag queens um, and, you know, we, we let them like fight it out. You know, so please go check that out. I would love, love, love for uh, our queens to get the attention that they deserve. I love that. Okay. And if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you write me something hitting on me, that's nasty. And short, these have gotten so fucking long. 
Um, let's edit ourselves. <laughs> I sound like such a bitch. <gasps> but when, when you when I read this, you'll see it's pretty long. Um, to why won't you Jamie podcast at gmail.com. Mars, my producer, reads that she does not want to see holes or dicks or titties or anything of the sort. No pictures, just words. This person said, Dear Nicole, my balls ring. Are you listening? In your vajayjay. Oh, this is funny. I take it back. If it's long and funny, that's fine. In your vajayjay, your cum is listening. A beautiful sight. We're frightened all right. Clint munching in a winter wonderland. <laughs> that's right, Nicole. The cum trucks are back and it's better than ever. <laughs> For Christmas this year, I'll chew your labia menorah menorah. If you didn't sing the Hess Chuck jingle while reading my message, I will swallow. I will swallow your juices or I'll swallow the tree. The world will never know, but you will. Love some deranged, <laughs> some deranged who wholeheartedly agrees with uh, every filthy thing you've said on this podcast. Full send. Um, you can tell my listeners that I'm a fully cisgender bisexual woman with jingle balls between my legs for your sweet missile Campbell toe. I surely wouldn't be a silent night with you and me. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Please don't report me by. Honestly, it can be that long if it's that funny because I love hilarious. the Hess truck jingle. The Hess and that was very, truck. Oh my the God, Hess that's a truck throwback. Back it's better than ever for Christmas <laughs> this year. The Hess truck is here. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> that's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by... Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solo-Taroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> this has been a Team Coco production. Why pick one city, one beach, one restaurant, or even one view? With Celebrity Cruises, you can have it all. Explore the best of Europe, the Caribbean, and Alaska with the best premium cruise line. And now get 75% off your second guest, plus bonus savings on select dates with Celebrity Cruises' semi-annual sale. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Offer applies to non-refundable fares and select sailing. Savings vary by stateroom category. Other terms apply. Visit Celebrity.com for details. Ships Registry Malta. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.